One of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is we are always ready to move forward, to progress, to take the next step, to take our business to the next level. However, there's a downside to that quality. The downside is there's so much content, there's so much fluff out there that it can be hard to differentiate what is gonna serve us in our business and what is only gonna make us feel good. The point of this podcast is to help you differentiate between those two things and I hope to serve you and help you as much as I can as I am on my own journey with my business going to seven figures. Stay tuned for Bridge the Gap Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Zach here with the Guide Marketing Podcast. Um, I finally changed the name, <laughs> so hallelujah. But I have a couple of things to talk to you about today. Uh, number one is last week Friday, uh, my podcast was about schedules and how I had this problem and I found a different way of scheduling and I wanted to test it out and see how it goes. So I'll give you an update on that. Number two, I want to talk about Henry Ford and another guy, I forgot his first name, but his last name is Sloan. So we're going to talk about them as well. But first, the schedule. So I've been running the schedule now for three days. Uh, this is the third day. And um, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, overall, there is a weakness to it, but overall, it does not make me feel confined and it does not make me feel overwhelmed. Um, and number two, or I guess the other part of it, because <laughs> I don't know what number I'm on. <laughs> I'm sorry, real quick, quick interruption. First off, I'm in my car with my wife. We're going to a, a, a doctor appointment. Well, it's a midwife appointment for our baby. And uh, <laughs> there's a thing in Oklahoma. I don't know. <laughs> for those of you in Texas, let me know if this is a thing in Texas too. I don't remember ever seeing it down there, but in Oklahoma... Every time we leave the house, there's at least, bare minimum, two cars parked on the side of roads, randomly. No one in the cars. Just like in the most random locations, at least two. Usually it's one on the way to our location, wherever we're going, and then a different one on the way back. It's, it's insane. So we just, we just drove by uh, one of those, just a random piece of crap truck, and we're just driving by a second one now. <laughs> Literally someone just pulled over. It's like a thing. So we have a joke where we say like it's a cool fad in Oklahoma just to pull over and walk the rest of the way because we can't we can't really we can't figure out what happens. Like they anyway, it's hilarious. I don't get it. You never see that in Wisconsin. And anyone that's pulled over on the side of the road in Wisconsin, uh, people just drive by you, look at you like you're nuts. And and then a cop will of course ticket you. Right? Like, I don't understand. Anyway, sorry, a little off topic there. Um, so the schedule thing is working great. I feel good about it. The weakness that it has is if you, if you go over on something um, or if something interrupts your schedule. Okay, so these are two-hour blocks, right? And um, like the other day, we had to, we had to go get some last-minute Christmas presents um, because one of our kids didn't like the plan that we had. <laughs> so we had to call an audible. We had to run to the store and it was easier to do it during the day uh, than later because later we had other plans. <clears throat> okay. So 
it interrupted my schedule completely. Um, so what happened was I got back from the store and it put me behind like two and a half hours, you know? And so I did not get two things on my list done yesterday. Um, so today I did do one of those things, one of those two, um, but that interrupted a little bit of the time for the task I had today. So it, there's, there's a bit of a problem if, if you can't stick with it 100%. Um, so I would say in those blocks of time, um, maybe don't put in the full task. Maybe instead say, okay, I'm going to complete this much of that task and plan for it to take like an hour and a half instead of two hours. I don't know. Maybe that'll help. Makes it a little easier. Um, I don't know. I'm still going to go the rest of this week and do the best I can and see what happens. But that's the update there. Now, I learned, I learned something really good from Business Wars this morning. Um, so Business Wars, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but if you're new to the podcast, it's a different podcast. I highly recommend you listen to it. In fact, if you're not listening to it, you are missing out. It, it's kind of like a movie, like the way they, they talk about the two businesses that are warring you know, against each other. Um, they, they totally script out the whole thing. It's really awesome. Um, the key, though, guys, is not to just listen to it to be entertained. You listen to it with the intent of learning. Okay, so so here's what happened. Okay, so there's, there's this guy, Henry Ford. We all know him. Most of us love him, right? We quote him all the time. From an entrepreneurial standpoint, he's a genius. Uh, he invented the assembly line. He invented the Model T car, which was the first affordable car to the general public. That Model T was like his only car he sold for years and years and years, um, all the way to the Great Depression. So we're talking, it's like 20 years or close to it, like 18 or 20 years that he sold the one car, okay? <laughs> he had one product. <laughs> um, and all he did, his, his whole business model was how can I cut costs? How can I cut down on expenses? And he allocated the expenses in the right place. So he paid his workers like four times the salary of a normal job. Okay, so most people would get like a dollar twenty cents a day or something like that. Um, this is like nineteen ten, somewhere around there. And he paid his workers five bucks a day. Okay, so he he was like he put all of his costs into that because he could reduce his cost due to the assembly line. Okay, so his whole business model, the whole point of it was let me reduce costs as much as possible, which maximizes my profit margin. That's it. That was it. That's, that's his whole design. And uh, he was very inventive. People thought he was nuts before he actually came up with the car. Um, you know, and, and, you know, classic entrepreneur story. So then there's other entrepreneurs during that time, um, like the Dodge brothers, like the guy whose last name is Olds, right, for the Oldsmobile. There's a guy with the last name Buick for Buick, a guy with the last name Chevrolet. I think you get the idea. Okay, so um, these guys were all engineers of some sort and entrepreneurs to boot, and they wanted to um, also create cars. They loved the idea of an automobile, um, but the competition was between them. Ford was a whole nother level. Right. Like he, he was way ahead of them. 
Uh, he built all these crazy factories and stuff. Like he had a hundred thousand workers in his biggest factory. That is massive. Um, and so they couldn't catch up with him. So they were just kind of competing for, you know, the leftover market pieces. And uh, one dude, um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot this guy's name. But one dude was like, hey, why don't we combine a bunch of us to be able to better compete with Ford? And so he started a company called General Motors. And uh, one of those companies that was under General Motors was Chevrolet, okay? Now, the reason this is important is because Chevrolet was the second maker of vehicles that made it affordable for the general public. So Chevrolet was literally Henry Ford's first competition, okay? And this is what's interesting. Chevrolet did not focus on cutting costs like, like Ford did, okay? They had a completely different idea. So what they did is they, they did, of course, make a cheaper car, okay? So the quality of Chevrolet may not have been as good as the Model T, but you know what they did is they said, you know what, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have different models, <laughs> right? They, gave, they came up with kind of a variety because people have different tastes in vehicles, right? So they had these different varieties of vehicles and the leader of, uh, of General Motors, his, name, his last name was Sloan, okay? So the guy that, that founded it, whatever, he, he left and this guy Sloan took it over and he's like, you know what, Chevrolet is our entry level car and then from there, we're gonna, we're gonna give them Dodge. And then from there, we're gonna give them Buick. And then from there, we're gonna give them Cadillac. What does that sound like? It's a freaking value ladder. Like, like they did value ladders back then, it's crazy. All this you can learn just from listening to one podcast, it's, it's nuts. And so what he did is he set up this value ladder and, and within each rung of the value, he had mini value ladders, right? So there, there was different versions of Chevrolet that can appeal to different markets. And then he hired a complete art team who came up with cool colors because the Model T had one color, black. That was it. And they, they used to make jokes, I guess, in General Motors, they'd say it was black like, like Ford's heart because I guess he was kind of a jerk. <laughs> Eventually, he just kind of stopped caring. Um, but isn't that interesting? I just found it fascinating that you have these two different ways of doing things. One was super successful, but guess what? Ford stopped innovating. He stopped coming up with the ideas, and he was just happy with the wealth he made from the one idea. And lo and behold, Chevrolet just completely demolished him. There was a point in time, well, throughout the Great Depression, Chevrolet was one of the few companies that actually increased their profits because they had so many different versions for so many different types of people. Ford lost profits significantly and lost workers because he refused to work with unions, okay? So <laughs> there was a point in time when Chevrolet in one year made about $55 million in sales and Ford made three. What a shift. Anyway, that's what I learned <laughs> from Business Wars. Isn't that amazing? A value ladder, a message to market match, that, that all outweighs getting rid of costs. Now, what if, here's, here's a, a thought. This is all me now, guys, okay? <laughs> what, what if Ford teamed up with Sloan? What if Ford consulted with Sloan and was like, dude, 
I love what you're doing with the market to, you know, message to market match. And I love your value ladder, but your costs are too high. Let me give you some tips on lowering your costs, right? And let's say the flip side happened and Sloan was like, hey, Henry, what you're doing with the cost is phenomenal, but dude, you gotta talk to your people. You gotta talk to your audience the right way. Oh my gosh, if those two teamed up, there would just be a monopoly like you wouldn't believe, right? Um, so I guess the point is, guys, is in business, it's important to think of every aspect. You can't focus on one aspect only. You have to think of everything. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do everything, right? So in that little example of if, if Sloan and Ford teamed up, right, Ford would be focused on what? Lowering costs. Sloan would be focused on message to market match. See how that works? So that way they're, they're, they're focused on their specialties. That's what you got to do in business. That's why teaming up with people and joint ventures and partnerships, all of that is so important because two minds, two specialties is greater than one. Okay. So anyway, I like doing these little shorter podcasts. Let me know what you think. If you like them shorter, if you like the 30 minute ones. Um, but that's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you guys next time.